Hey, and welcome to the Healthy Fit Live podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hanton. Today, we'll be talking to Ashley Carlota, who's a certified accountability health coach for nutrition and fitness. She's the founder of Better Health by Accountability and coaches people all over the world and believes that daily accountability support is key to reaching your health and wellness goals. Today, we'll be discussing emotional hunger versus physical hunger. And if you're a fan of the show, please remember to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and to leave a review if you enjoyed listening. So let's get started. So Ashley, thanks for joining the show. I really appreciate it. How are you doing today? Thanks, Paul. I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking about emotional hunger versus physical hunger. So it's a really important topic. But yes. before we jump into the topic, uh, why don't you give a quick overview of what you do and, and how you coach and train? Sure. So I do primarily one-on-one coaching with my clients, men and women, and they send me pictures of their food throughout the day to stay on track. I'm giving them guidance around that and suggestions, making sure that their meals are balanced. I help them plan their workouts for the week. And then with that, I hold them accountable to actually get it done, whether that means that they're going to the gym or to a class or doing a home workout at home. I'm giving them nudges and reminders to eat on some kind of a schedule the best that they can and to drink their water and to go to bed on time. And I'm just kind of like that little nagging angel on your shoulders to make sure yeah. that you're doing <laughs> to make sure that you're doing what you want to do. Cause a lot of my clients, they know what they should be doing because mm-hmm. you can hop you can hop on Google and look at a lose, right, right? Right. Or you can look what you should do at the gym. But right. actually doing it. And having somebody hold you to it is another story. So that's where I come in. Yeah, absolutely. Accountability and and uh, your yeah, your title, the title of well, your business is Better Health by Accountability. So clearly you put an emphasis on accountability, which is fantastic. Uh, and if there's time, we'll talk about accountability. But I do want to jump into emotional hunger versus physical hunger. Sure. And so as you train, and of course, nutrition is extremely important. So I'm sure you emphasize that with your clients. But maybe talk to us about Uh, um, what is emotional hunger? Like, what does that actually mean to people? Yeah, when you're eating emotionally, you're not even necessarily hungry, Mm -hmm. or you've gotten to the point where you're so overly hungry that your brain can't even function to think about what you should have to properly Mm -hmm. fuel your body, that you're going for anything in sight that sounds good to you. And generally, those who eat emotionally they're never truly satisfied from what they're eating because generally after they're done eating whatever it is that they ate, it it didn't even fuel them and they're purely doing it to try to comfort themselves. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it could be for anything. It could be to celebrate right. something. It could be because you're feeling lonely. It could be because you're stressed, you're bored. Um, I have a lot of clients that I talk to on the phone in our initial discovery calls that are like, I just eat all the time. I like sit at my desk and I have my chip bag right here or whatever yeah. it is. And they're just eating because it's like a friend to them in some ways, you know? Uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't even, I mean, emotional hunger didn't even have like a term when, you know, I was younger and stuff like that. But yep. essentially that's what I did my whole life until I finally got it together in my thirties. It was like enough is enough. I have to figure this out. And truly, it takes a lot of work to stop eating emotionally and to mm-hmm. eat because you're actually physically hungry. And so that's what mm-hmm. we can talk about is physical hunger 
is when, I mean, you can feel it. You can feel it start to build up in your body and it should come on slowly. Whereas emotional hunger usually comes on like a craving, right? It's like suddenly you want something, it's based on a feeling, but physical hunger, you should be able to be able to pause fairly easily and think about, okay, what's my next move going to be? What's Mm -hmm. my next thing going to be that I eat? And so those are the two distinct differences. And when you're able to pause and think about what you're going to eat, then you can choose wisely versus choosing emotionally. And we are all emotional beings. And I know that we all deal with emotional eating to some extent, some more than others, but it it becomes a problem when you're doing it over and over and over and you're not stopping to really sit in those emotions and figure out what you can do instead of eat and turn to food. And that's how a lot of my clients have become overweight is because it's just something, you know, it's oftentimes in the evenings when it's like, okay, I've tried really hard to be good today, but now I'm, I'm stressed and I'm tired or I'm feeling sad or whatever it is. And they snuggle up on the couch and they Mm -hmm. go to town um, and they don't want to do that. And so that's where I feel accountability has always been good for me because I had to report to somebody and tell them what I'm doing versus just being in the quiet of my home eating ice cream out of the carton. (laughs) Those are the two main differences between those two types of hunger. Yeah. You mentioned the ice cream out of a container. I think that's a common trope. I think that's the right way to describe it of go through a breakup and you just kind of sit and eat your pint of ice cream or your tub of ice cream and you know you're on the couch and you're just kind of in tears and i think that's that's a good example that you brought up of emotional eating right you're trying to comfort some there's some sort of need or some sort of trigger and you're trying to comfort that comfort yourself through food which i think again i i I agree i think it's fairly common and you, you said something interesting about how you know we are all emotional creatures and it happens and i want to go back to what you said about it, it's not good if it keeps happening over and over again. So mm-hmm. based on that, you're saying that it's some, it's going to happen at some point, right? And that's yeah. okay, but it's not, we don't want it to have it to kind of just cascade down and day after day after day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I can even tell when it's creeping up with, on my own journey, you know, and I have really, really practiced to pause and think about, okay, Ashley, <laughs> how are you really feeling right now? Do you need to call your mom? Like, do you need a hug? Do you need to go outside because your family is annoying the crap out of you and you don't need that third or whatever, fourth piece of pizza? That's not really (laughs) what's going to make me feel better. What's going to make me feel better is taking taking some time for myself and Mm -hmm. getting out for a little bit, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, even my clients, I mean, sometimes they'll have a bad day, right? Like, even with me holding them accountable and it's like, that is so normal, but Mm -hmm. you got to reset. You got a new day coming before you and don't take it as I screwed up today. So I'm going to continue to screw up for the next day and the next day and weeks go by and you keep saying, okay, well, I'll, I guess I'll start my diet in a couple of weeks. Like, you know, right. a lot of us, a lot of us, I, I know this isn't necessarily airing at that time, but it's about to be the new year. And I can't tell you how many people say, well, I think I'll just wait until, you know, the Monday of January. And it's like, right, no, right. like, why sabotage yourself and just not care about what you're doing all the way up until then, then you're going to have even more work to do to get back to where you were before. So give yourself grace, take baby steps where you need to take baby steps. If you normally would have ordered, you know, gone to McDonald's and got a Big Mac, a large fry and a milkshake, 
but maybe you were feeling emotional that day and you got a cheeseburger and a small fry and you skipped the milkshake and you got a Diet Coke, like you got to give yourself grace and celebrate the little choices and the little things that you're doing differently in those moments mm-hmm. when you're feeling like, you know, you're going to go overboard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you, you said that's uh, something that you've had to work on. So it's like a skill that you have to develop, right? Of just recognizing those cues. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And again, you, you, it sounds like you, you have to, you teach your clients understanding and grace, right? Uh, that they're going to yeah. make mistakes, and but you got to just learn from those and, and focus on the next day. But when it comes to the physical, physical hunger piece, how can people go from, okay, emotional eating to physical hunger or emotional hunger to physical hunger? Yeah. Well, you have to notice the difference because again, part of not overdoing it when you are feeling emotional is to pause and ask yourself if you're even hungry. Mm -hmm. And so I've had clients go back and even myself in the past, it's like, if you know that you weren't hungry, but you ate anyway, I want you to get into your journal and I want you to write down some of those thoughts that were coming your way, which is why it led you to open Mm -hmm. the chocolate or whatever it was, you know? And so physical hunger, I mean, really from the moment you wake up, I usually advise my clients to eat breakfast within about two hours or so. And I truly believe that if your metabolism is on track and you're exercising regularly, you should eat breakfast, right? And so every three to four hours for myself personally, and I would say for most of my clients, like you should start to feel a little bit hungry and it should allow you and give you enough time to plan and prepare for what you're going to have next mm-hmm. versus just grabbing whatever it is to get through to the next day you know and right. if you're having a busy day and i have a lot of clients who are tied to their computer doing meeting after meeting after meeting you do have to plan and prepare ahead and that doesn't mean that you have to do your whole meal planning and put like your chicken and your veggies and do the whole thing for the whole yeah. week because that's <laughs> nothing that i would ever do personally but you do need to be thinking, okay, what do I think I'm going to have for lunch before it's lunchtime? I think it's mm-hmm. helpful because as soon as your blood sugar starts to drop and that physical hunger starts coming on, if it comes on too strong, you're not thinking correctly anymore and you're, right. you're not right. going to go grab that salad that you had mm-hmm. prepped already. Yeah, I think that's that's crucial, right? So if you have something prepared ahead of time or you, or you know that you're going to – that you have something ready to go, you're less likely to just – I know I have a lot of clients that just snack some, they, want, they just want to snack, right? It's just right. easy to grab. They're at their desk or at work and it's, they're busy. They just grab some snacks, grab some snacks, grab some snacks. Um, but if you already have stuff prepared ahead of time or you know that you have stuff ready to go, then you're less likely to eat those snacks and more likely to eat those other things that you already have prepared, right? Right. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with having snacks during the day too. Like I know that I get hungry and I want to have snacks too, but you have to make sure that they have protein in them. Like you don't just want to have empty stuff, like a handful of candy and a piece of cheese, you know, like sometimes I'll have clients that will send me this stuff. They're like, that's all I have around. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. But I always advise like when you're in the car, like have some pre-planned snacks in there, whether it's like some mm-hmm. protein bars or some whole grain crackers or something. You can even like pack a cooler if you're going to be gone all day. Yeah. Put some yogurts in there. Yeah. Um, you have to set yourself up for success. Or if you're at work and your boss says, hey, we're all going to Mexican food. That's yeah. fine. You can, <laughs> you can go to Mexican food and order something and still stay on track. But if you haven't had a proper snack and let's say you haven't had breakfast for like six hours before that, 
you're probably not going to make the wisest choice when you go out for that Mexican food meal. Right. No, yeah, completely agree. And I think that, um, I think that also goes back to what we talk about when like a skill, right? So the, the, doing that planning ahead or preparation takes time to, to kind of mm-hmm. learn how to do. And obviously having a coach like yourself uh, makes things easier, right? To kind of help with that. But uh, again, it's like a kind of like, I, I like to think of it as like a skill you have to develop over time and work on over time. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you get, you get better at it over time in, in terms of how, what fits your schedule or your, or your, or your body or your goals and but something you got to work on. And I think a lot of people jump in and assume that it's going to be really easy and they'll get it instantly, but then it's, it's pretty challenging. So how do you help your clients? Uh, I don't like, probably have some clients that have never meal prepped or watched their nutrition. So how do you help those clients kind of get to that point where they're comfortable with, with a more structured meal plan? Or nutrition yeah. Plan? Yeah. And it takes time. So we do, we kind of dive in and I have them send me, you know, their breakfast on the first day, for example. And, and meanwhile, they have been sent like meal ideas from me and recipes and a sample meal plan and of how my coaches and I eat pretty regularly throughout the week that shows you how you can have a glass of wine and how you can have a treat right. during the day and stuff like that. So they've seen all of these before, but then putting them into practice is a whole different thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm giving them guidance. Like for example, if a client sends me a piece of toast in the morning, okay, awesome. Maybe they hadn't been eating breakfast before, but toast alone is not enough to fuel your body. I really want you to have more protein with that. And so I give them ideas on how they can do that, which serves their needs. Like, and I, and I have clients that are gluten-free. I have clients who are dairy-free, right? And so that's why I feel like it needs to be really personalized. And I don't send them just this meal plan to follow because that's just not going to fit into everybody's life. And there's going to be foods that some people like and some people don't. And so I help you with what you have and with what you've already been doing. And we just do like these little tweaks and they send me the menu if they're going to be going out to dinner and I can help. I can give them a few choices of what I think would be good for them. They love that. They're like, okay, thanks. I don't have to think about it or be stressed if I'm going out. Or if they're going to be going to a get together where there's going to be a bunch of appetizers and temptations. And, you know, when you have that like unlimited food on the table, it can be really hard. And so what they what they do is I ask them to send me like, what is your intention going into this? Like, how do you want to behave and how do you want to do a lot of times it'll be like, okay. I want to stick to two drinks max because that's usually what I recommend anyways because when you go beyond that, again, you're not thinking properly and you're just going to be standing over the queso dip eating all the queso dip, right? And so they'll, if they can, they'll sneak away. They'll send me a picture of like whatever the plate they made. But I always say, look at all of your options that you have available to you before you start digging in. And look to see what lean protein they might offer. Look to see if there's any fruits and vegetables first. And then if you want to try the other things, do so in a moderate way. But just don't go to town and grab a big lump of mashed potatoes and mac and cheese before you yeah. look at everything <laughs> around you, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and so slowly but surely, the idea truly is to get them to pause and think, okay, am I going to want to send my coach that I'm eating this? And that's what it starts out as is it's almost like they're trying to please me as their right. coach, but they, they quickly figure out that, no, I'm doing this for myself because I want to learn these habits. And eventually I'm hoping that my voice will still be in their head for years to come. And I've heard yeah. them say that, but it's like, 
okay, wait, am I actually just thirsty? Do I need to drink more water? Okay, what would Ashley do? She would send me that thing. She would tell me to drink some water before I go, you know, and go mm-hmm. to that craving that I want to do. And so we really, we just work together. It's, it's a fun, it's, it's like a friendship too, because I pretty much, food revolves around your whole life. So I always know like how they're feeling in the moment and they can come to me when they're just feeling like, God, I've had such a crappy day. Like I don't want to cook my meal today. And it's like, look, you already prepped it. You already know what you're going to make. I promise you it's probably only going to take about 10 or 15 minutes and it feels overwhelming and you're tired right now, but you will be so glad that you did. And then you'll have your leftovers for lunch tomorrow. And so I'm there to encourage them. And that doesn't mean that they're going to have to cook every meal they ever make. I get it. Like I even have to run through Chick-fil-A with my kids every once in a while, but I know the things that I can get there to, you know, Mm -hmm. still be on plan and still be on track. And again, that doesn't mean that you can't splurge every once in a while. I just never advise like, Oh, it's your cheat day. Do whatever you can. It's like, let's, let's cheat a little bit each day for lack of a a better way to say it so that you never feel like you're truly restricted on a diet. Cause if you feel Mm -hmm. that way, you will not stick to it. I've seen it time and time again. I'm sure you have too, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, I'm going to start my diet today. And then they're eating like a thousand calories. And then by Thursday, they're like, screw it. I'm going to happy hour. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, it's a, a good approach of telling, not having your clients just completely restrict themselves, but they're able to enjoy those dinners or they can go out to, to eat or, you know, if you have kids, they got to run to, to Chick-fil-A, like you said, because there's all, there's all, most, most places have many different options for, you know, gluten-free or right. keto or, you know, higher protein or healthier options for salads. And so I, th- I think part of it is just, you know, taking a little, little, putting a little effort into, uh, seeing what they have and making those healthier choices. But I, I love your approach with accountability. It sounds like you really, uh, hammer them on accountability in multiple ways with pictures and check-ins and mm-hmm. having that one-on-one, that one-on-one touch. But when it comes to, uh, accountability and all the clients that you train, what are some common, um, mistakes or issues that crop up with your clients when it comes to accountability that you have to help them through? Yeah. Well, that's an awesome question because what came up for me is I have had very few out of the hundreds of clients that I've coached, but very few of them, they were not ready to actually be held accountable. And so I think you have, I think you have to get to that point where you're like, I'm not doing it on my own. I Mm -hmm. need some guidance. I need some tough love and I need somebody who's going to be on me. And I have had a client or two where they're very defensive. They, I will give them a suggestion. Let's just say for an example, like a different dressing they could try, like an alternative, um, you know, well, I, I don't know where to, I don't have time to go to the store and I don't have this. And I, I like, I like the one that I'm having now, you know, stuff where you're like, okay, I get that. And I'm not saying you need to turn around and go to the store right now, but Mm -hmm. I'm trying to guide you into making these better decisions and choices for your life. And if you're going to be defensive about everything we talk about, I don't think you're quite ready to have somebody (laughs) change your life. Right. Mm -hmm. But for the ones who, who do, and they're ready, I would say just being consistent is the hardest part of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I come alongside 
it's like I'm holding your hand, truly. It's like, all right, we got this. I'm doing this with you. I'm giving you the support that you need so that you don't quit. Because when you're doing it on your own, it's so easy to make excuses to yourself, to mm-hmm. not go to the workout class that you said you were going to go to after work because you had a long day. And it's a challenge sometimes to banish those excuses because right. I don't know about you. I mean, even myself, like as an entrepreneur, and I know just I work with a lot of busy moms and corporate professionals and stuff, you always have a to-do list. Like, right. you know, right. there's always things to do. I can even think of all the th- all the little tiny things that I need to do that I could choose over mm-hmm. either working or choose over going to make the lunch that I'm about to make in a little bit, you know, and then you, you have to make it a priority. Do you really yep. want to have a, a, a healthy lifestyle? Like, do you want it? And if you do want it, why do you want it? And so that's where I come in to just remind my clients of this is why you want this. You can keep going in the cycle that you've been doing for years and years. And I don't want that for you if you don't want that for you. But let's work together. Let's get you closer to where you want to be. And the goal after working with me is that you've created these habits and that you can truly do it on your own. And I always like to say, that's not to say that seasons don't come and go. Like I had a client who lost both of her parents in the same year and she had worked with me before and she had gotten to her goal weight. And she was just like, Ashley, I am, I am going off Mm -hmm. the deep end. You know, I need you again. And so I just use that as as an example because there are going to be times in life when it's freaking hard to stay consistent and really want to take care of yourself when you're hurting inside or there's a really tough situation going on. And so I think, I think it's really good to reach out for help and accountability during that time because otherwise you can totally get off track and derail and you don't want that, you know? And so don't be afraid to to just really invest in yourself if you need it. Like, and that's what I would say to anyone out there listening too. It's like, you can either invest now or unfortunately you're probably going to have to invest later in life with your medical bills and all the things that you didn't do to take care of yourself then. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The sooner you start, the better off you'll be. But uh, on the accountability piece, uh, so let's say someone's not quite ready to uh, invest in a trainer, but they still need help with accountability. What are some ways they can find that accountability other than a trainer? Oh, totally. I know for myself, it's always been like in my friendships and stuff. And so even still to this day, like it was raining. We actually had a tornado (laughs) warning this morning and I was texting my friend, (laughs) did you really? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm like, are you going to go to that class? And she's like, no, I don't want to go to that class because it's kind of like dangerous or whatever. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to go. Um, but she's like, I'm going to do 40 minutes on the Peloton. So I want you to hold me accountable to that. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this 40 minute strength video. Ready? (laughs) Go. Right. So there's that way. Um, I've also done it with friends too, where we've logged our food, like in my fitness pal years ago. Um, and Mm -hmm. we would send that to each other at the end of the day to hold each other accountable. But from what I've found and from people that I've talked to, it's, it is hard to do that with a friend unless they have a, the same exact goals as you, right? right. And that they're not going to influence you to do something that you don't want to do. Like I remember one of my good friends, we used to do that. And then again, by Friday, she'd be like, all right, we've done really good this week. Let's go out for right. happy hour. Woo-hoo! Yeah. And we would totally blow it. Yeah. And 
like I can ask my husband for some accountability too. But at the same time, if I tell him I'm going to have no ice cream this week, so don't let me have any ice cream this week. Right. Sure as heck that if I am getting into the ice cream, I'm going to give him a look like don't even say anything. And so yeah. that's why I do. I do think that you, it helps to have somebody who's really, really, really going to make sure that you do it and that you have to go to. That's not somebody that like, loves you per se. And that's not to say that I don't love my clients, but in that way, because it is hard for your friend or your family member to give you that tough love, tough love without you feeling like super judged. Right. Right, Instead of you seeking out and then having that, that support system and that person do that for you. Yeah. I think that support system is key. And I think that, uh, having a trainer is fantastic if they can hold, help hold you accountable. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's still like, you know, made a great point. You got to prioritize it. And, and I, especially with your, I'm sure with your clients, you can give them all the tools and hold them accountable, but they'll, they'll have, they have to actually do the work, right. And yeah. make it a priority in their life. Yeah. You can't want it more than they do. Uh, you know, it doesn't work quite work like that yet, but, um, I, I do want to jump to, uh, your program though, and talk, talk a little bit more about that in detail, how you train. So, uh, once you talk about uh, how you train, who you train and, and kind of like your, your entire program. Absolutely. Well, it's all virtual. And so it's a true coaching program in the sense that when you sign on, you're going to be sending me your food throughout the day and you're going to send me your workout schedule on Sunday, or I'm going to help you make it. And we're going to plan the days that you're going to do it. And that doesn't mean that it has to be like an hour long every day. Even if you're getting like 20 minutes in, what I'm looking for is consistency and that you're just taking little steps to eating healthier, getting your movement in, getting your walks in, your water. Um, I'll set you a water bowl and you're going to have to send me that at the end of the day. Um, the main thing is that you have to be willing to commit to this process and commit to communicate. And so I have had people sign up that are not good at communicating and that's okay as long as you're going to text me at the end of the day. But if you're not telling me what you're doing, I cannot help you. Right. Right. And so I'm here to just make sure that you're staying on that schedule and I'm going to help you with your meal ideas. I'm going to help you when you're like, I I didn't, I did not even plan anything today. I'm going to say, all right, in the pantry, (laughs) do you have this in the fridge, throw it together. Let's just make sure that it has protein and it has some Mm -hmm. nutrients and you're going to be good. Um, so I work one-on-one with people and I do offer like couples program too. If couples are wanting to do it together or if friends want to do it together, they can do it. And so they'd be on the same text string. It's all through text messages. Um, tried other apps before and I just like the friendliness of just text me, you know? (laughs) Um, so you can sign on for six weeks. I consider that my jumpstart program or my health journey is 12 weeks. Um, and you can always sign back on if you're like, heck yeah, this accountability is working. I have a lot of clients that continue. I have one client with me who's been with me for two years now because he just likes having it. (laughs) He likes having me in his ear and he's maintaining his weight now and he loves it. And so, yeah, if you're looking to just have that support or get on track with, you know, in the new year and stuff like that, I'm your girl. (laughs) That's what I do. Yeah. 
No, it's a lot of, yeah, you definitely have a, uh, take a unique approach, uh, just use, utilizing text and pictures. A lot of, a lot of trainers, including myself, we have use apps or various programs. So I like that approach. That was very, very unique and very different, which yeah. I'm sure uh, your clients appreciate. And probably, there's probably listeners out there would appreciate that personal touch too, instead of just using an app. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but actually, I, I want to, again, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it talking to you about emotional uh, hunger and physical hunger and accountability as well. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about that topic. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. If you want to find me, I hang out on Instagram at better health by accountability and you can grab my freebie on my website. Um, I talk, it's like five ways to start your weight loss journey without dieting. And that's at my website, betterhealthbyaccountability.com. But thank you so much, Paul, for having me. Of course. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great discussion and I'll definitely make sure to put that contact information uh, in the notes if you're listening. But again, Ashley, thank you for coming on the show. Awesome. Thank you. So that wraps up today's episode and thank you very much for listening and make sure to check out Ashley on the social media links in the podcast notes, which I'll, I'll leave below. If you're a fan of the show, please remember to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and to leave a review if you enjoyed listening. Until next episode, take care of yourselves and remember the best project you'll ever work on is you. 